join us, Sarah and Georgia, as we help you get to grips with money and take control of your finances in a fun and simple way. We talk all things money from investments, pensions and benefits to your mindset around money and steps we can take to improve your relationship with money. Together, we've got this. Hi, and welcome to episode four of the Money Confidence Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about lifetime ISAs. So as we you heard last week about stocks and shares ISAs and cash ISAs, this week it is lifetime ISAs. What is a lifetime ISA? <laughs> so a lifetime ISA is basically a tax-efficient saving plan, which you can use towards either retirement or purchasing your first house. Georgia, did you use a lifetime ISA to purchase your first home? I actually didn't, no, so I'm not a very good advertiser for it. Thing is, at the time, they had the other one. What was the other one before? Oh, help to buy. Yeah, they had the help to buy ISA. And the problem with that is, in the area that I live in, the limit for the house price was just so low. Because I didn't use lifetime ISAs, but they only came in 2017. Yeah, they were a bit later, weren't they? And then obviously you can't open the other one now either, can you? The help to buy. Help to buy, no. You can continue to contribute, but you can't buy them anymore. So a lifetime ISA is good if you want to use it to purchase your first home or if you're going to use it towards retirement. But you yeah, can't, if think... you're going to use it towards retirement, you can't access it before the age of 60. Yeah, and they have to be open for a year, don't they? Um, before you actually purchase the house. So you can't, you know get a lifetime ISA in the January, contribute to it and buy the house in the April, you have to at least wait 12 months. So it's worth just putting in a pound just to start the yeah. clock? Yeah, definitely. Because that's the problem, actually, because with me, I basically got pregnant and then decided to buy a house quickly <laughs> yeah. before I had the twins. I didn't have a year. So even if no. there was a lifetime ISA, I couldn't have done it. So you need to do a bit no. of uh, forward planning so yeah just start it off with say one pound to start the clock yeah, definitely. so if you do use it to purchase your first home yeah I think that's a really useful tip just to get it going and then you don't have to keep contributing like you don't have to make regular contributions or anything you can kind no. of just contribute as and when you can yeah so you can you can do it monthly if you want to or you can just make a lump yeah. sum when you have the funds available and basically what the government do is they give you a bonus don't they so- they do they give you a 25% bonus. Up to a maximum contribution of £4,000. You can only contribute £4,000 into your lifetime ISA each tax year. But there's a limit, isn't there, Sarah, on the property value? Uh, there is a limit on the property value. So the limit is 450000 So if you're purchasing your first home with a lifetime ISA, your home has to be 450000 or under. Yeah, I think that's quite a good limit, to be honest, and much better than the um, previous help, help to buy, buy ISA, because it was, it was much lower than that. It does catch a few people out, though, because if you're going for a shared ownership, they take into account the value of the whole house or the whole property. Yeah, yeah rather than the amount that you own. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Some other things you need to bear in mind um, when using lifetime ISA to purchase your first home so yeah, one, the value needs to be $450,000 or less. Two, you have to purchase with a mortgage. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to have a mortgage. You can't, you can't just buy it outright. No, you can't buy it outright. 
It'd be nice to have the cash to buy it out. I was literally just thinking, I mean, who has 450,000 pounds to like literally buy a house outright for your first house? You also need to use a solicitor or a conveyancer. Yeah. Because what the Lifetime ICE provider does, they'll pay it directly to the conveyancer or the solicitor in completion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have I missed anything? Um, does it count towards your overall twenty thousand pounds ISA allowance? It does indeed, Georgia. It does count yeah. towards your overall twenty thousand. Oh, that's ISA allowance. So yeah, you can put up to four thousand into a lifetime ISA. Yeah. And each tax year, you can put up to twenty thousand across all types of ISAs. Okay. So if, for example, you could put four thousand into your lifetime ISA, six thousand into your cash ISA. Or did you say ten thousand? Yeah, ten thousand into your cash ISA and six thousand into a stocks and shares ISA, for example. Yeah, and there's an age limit, isn't there? So you have you can't start them until you're eighteen, and then is it up to forty? Is it forty that you have to be? Yeah, so you have to be eighteen and over to open one, and you have to be under forty to make your first payment into the lifetime yeah. ISA. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Oh, so this is interesting. Okay, what, right. Once you turn 50, you can no longer pay into your lifetime ISA. Interesting. Ooh. Or, or get 25% government bonus. That is very interesting. But your account remains open. Yeah, yeah. And so you can then still, use it in retirement. Yeah. But you have to wait till you're 60 to use it in retirement. Yeah. You cannot access your funds before 60 without penalty. And the penalty is the reduction of the government bonus, isn't it? Yeah, well, it actually works out more than that. So when you make a lifetime, when you make a contribution to your lifetime IC, you get 25% bonus added to your savings. Yeah. But if you, for example, <clears throat> wanted to transfer it to, say, a normal stocks and shares ISA or a normal cash ISA, or you wanted to withdraw the money, yeah, um, then... Yeah, you'd be penalised and you'd be charged 25% on your total savings. Oh, okay. So, so it's on your total savings, so it actually works out that you're worth If the value's off. grown. Yeah, but not just that. So instead of... So, for example, if you put 4000 into your lifetime ISA... Yeah. You get a 25% government bonus of £1,000. Yeah. Which is £5,000. And then if you withdrew that... Or oh, they take a normal 25% cash. of five grand. Yeah, so they take 25% of 5,000, which is actually more than yeah. the, the 1,000 that the government Interesting. put in. You put 4,000 into your lifetime, I say, you get 1,000 pounds government bonus added, which is 25%. Yeah. And then if you, for some reason, couldn't use it to buy your first home or you didn't want to use it for retirement and you wanted to access it earlier, then... If you have do it, you'd get penalised and there'd be a 25% yeah. penalty on the whole amount. So 25% on the £5,000, which is... £1,250! <laughs> <Yay. laughs> which is 250 quid, basically, more than the bonus you were given. So you're losing £250. You are losing £250. But you, when you buy the property, can it be a buy-to-let property? No, that's another thing. It can't be a holiday home mm. and it can't be a buy-to-let. It's got to be your first home that you actually live in. Another thing is bonus payments are calculated on a month-by-month -month basis and usually take between four to nine weeks 
to arrive in your account, which is good. Mm. Rather than you having to wait a full year. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think at the moment whether there's any negatives of them. Like, well, the negatives are if you end up purchasing a house more than four hundred fifty thousand, yeah. or if your circumstances yeah. change. I suppose you're right. It depends on the area you live in. Do you know how it works? Say, like, so you were buying a, a house with somebody who was buying their second house. But it's your first house. Do you know how that yeah. works? Yeah. So you could use a lifetime ISA. Okay. Because but... it's in your name only. So like with yeah. any ISA, you can't hold it in joint names. It's individual. So yeah. you can. So if you're you and your partner, or spouse, if you both had a lifetime ISA and it was your, it was your first home, like both of your first homes, then you could both use your lifetime ISA towards the purchase price. So with any ISA. You can only open or pay into one type of ISA in a tax year. So a lifetime ISA is classed as one type of ISA. Yeah. And then you've also got a stocks and shares ISA, like a normal stocks and shares ISA, which yeah. is classed as a type of ISA. A cash ISA and an innovative finance ISA. So each tax year you can only contribute to one type. So in one tax year you can contribute into a lifetime ISA, a stocks and shares ISA, a cash ISA and an innovative finance ISA. So what I mean by that is you can't contribute to two different cash ISAs in a tax year, two different stocks and oh, shares ISAs in a tax year. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Two different lifetime ISAs in a tax year. In each tax year, you can't open more than one account of each type of ISA. So in each tax year, you could open up to four different types of ISAs. So that's a cash ISA, a stocks and shares ISA, an innovative finance ISA, and a lifetime ISA. But you could not open two cash ISAs or two stocks and shares ISAs in the same tax year. Mm-hmm. So you can do it across tax years, but not in the same tax year. So you could open a cash lifetime ISA one tax year, and then the following tax year, you could open a stocks and shares lifetime ISA. Yeah. Would you usually say for a stocks and shares lifetime ISA, you really want to be looking at at least five years investing in that? Yeah. Uh, just one more thing to add is the government bonus that's added to your lifetime ISA doesn't count towards the 20,000 overall no. lifetime ISA allowance. That's important to remember. It's important to remember. And also, <laughs> when opening a lifetime ISA, just, yeah, just make sure that you meet all the conditions for purchasing your first yeah. home. Because in 2020-21, fun fact... Thirty-four million pounds was paid to the government in lifetime ISA penalties. Oh my god! Thirty-four million pounds. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. When you consider, like you know, people could have used that. I mean, it's not just one person lost thirty-four million. But no, I know that. I know it's not one person. (laughs) Thanks for clarifying, though. It's okay. So next episode, we're going to talk about tax. Please listen to it, because I think so many people will be like, oh, tax, and they'll be like, oh, that's boring. I'm going to skip that one. But we're going to try and make it entertaining, if possible. Yes, we will. Okay, so we'll see you then. Bye. All views expressed in this podcast are our own and not our employers. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Investments can go down as well as up and you might not get back the amount you put in.
especially if you take your money out too early. Investments may be subject to tax. The impact of taxation and any tax reliefs depends on your circumstances.